We need the Starbuck team. This is the call sent out by General Porter. You are Bach McCloud, leader of the Starbuck team, a group of adventurers with outstanding combat skill. Your mission is to penetrate the defenses of the planet Geekdom and defeat the forces led by Emperor Altbeer. Your ability to maneuver the Aowing fighter will make the difference between the return of peace to the Lambic system and the fall of Corona to the evil Emperor. As a team leader, you are also responsible for the safe return of your Starbuck teammates. Today, we are talking about the music of Star Fox. Hello and welcome to Drinkin' Geek OST. This is a show where we drink beer and listen to geeky soundtracks. This episode is featuring Starlight from Junk Ditch. And I am Player One, the Duke. And this is Player Two, Saf. And the track you have just heard is the theme for the original Star Fox for the SNES. And... It's just like the opening theme, the when you boot up the game. Mm-hmm. It's a really good, it's a short track, only 30 seconds long, but it definitely gives, puts you in the mindset of that game. It kind of reminds me of like a, kind of like a transitional sound piece that kind of like, do 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 while you're, as you're just traveling somewhere, yeah. like, like a, here's something to listen to while, before you get to where you're actually going. <laughs> it's like while the game is booting up essentially. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. What is there for? Exactly. And I will say, I tried to channel my, like, inner, like, general voice from, like, have you ever seen, like, Inside Job on Netflix or something like that? Yes, yes, yes. The the dolphin, (laughs) without making dolphin noises, I tried to do, like, what I would think my voice would sound like. I think you nailed it. That's pretty good. It's no Keith. (laughs) Right. He's he's the pro at the the, uh, impressions. Yeah, it's it's something. But now let's get to our beer review before we get into the Star Fox discussion. All right. We're talking about Junk Ditches Starlight, an American stout. It's 6.3 ABV and 45 IBUs, which is the John Wayne tribute because he uses 45. a 45 pistol. The description says, Audacious dark roasted coffee and chocolate flavors are prominent, yet do not outshine brilliantly illuminated malt creaminess and earthly hop finish. All right, interesting hops. I wouldn't expect a hop finish in an American stunt, but we'll see what's in store. The can, if you wanted to describe this guy, it's yeah. pretty my not much to describe, but right, this can would be like perfect for your spookin' episode when you're talking about like an alien or something. Yeah, the the outer spacey, but it's it's from the perspective of America uh, or yeah, I guess of Earth, of Earth really. We're looking up at the 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 tree line. You can see the. The stars in the sky. So I guess America's terrible because of light pollution. You would never see this <laughs> uh, <be> some <laughs> remote area jungle. Yeah, you're looking up at the sky. You can finally see all the stuff. It's it's a gorgeous design of a can, but that's really all that's yeah, there. It's very it's mostly black with a little hints of like purple and like speckles of white for yeah. the stars. But it hits like essentially what you're aiming for. Yeah. Starlight. It, it, you don't need it's anything our perspective else. from yeah. Earth of stars. Uh, maybe if you had like this 
angle on mm-hmm. the can and see like what it's called and not this one because I don't know if I would grab this. Yeah, it just looks like a black and purple can. Yeah, and but it's if hard it's to really tell, but like this, you're like, yeah, maybe I would grab this. I can see that what it's you called see the name. and see. And, and I like how the the name is written like the starlight. Mm-hmm. font or whatever yep. you would call it it's very interesting it's got like a moon there in yep. the middle it kind of reminds me of some kind of like font that you would see like on a starship uh show yeah like a super troopers mm-hmm. or a star trek or you starship know, troopers starship troopers <laughs> super troopers is like <laughs> oh yeah no the cop <laughs> the, the cop the idiot cop show you're right no the the broken lizard yeah the, the, that one where the you know you see the the naked women showering and then you kill like those aliens yeah. or whatever whatever the fuck that thing was called but that's i mean that's about it with the can there's not a whole lot yeah there. but it, it's star light star fox yeah it fits it's on the nose <laughs> <laughs> Closest thing I had. I wanted to get a saucy intruder from Black oh, Acre yeah. before they closed because it has a fox on their logo. But right. when I went, they didn't have any left. So yeah, that didn't work out. But this is a my backup. Fun fact, Scarlet Lane is going to be That's brewing true. the saucy intruder and the uh, Liberty, whatever that one. Uh, yeah, American Liberty. American Liberty or whatever. I do have as, a, a, a as, of that. <laughs> as tribute. Natural yeah. Liberty. Natural Liberty. Natural, yes. Yeah, as tribute to owning their location yeah, now. I, like, but. I love that. As long as they keep beard tax, too. <laughs> oh, I know. He's so awesome. Anyways. Uh, the color of the beer is black. Yeah, there's no no need uh, yeah, to really go through this. Space. Yep, it's space. There's nothing. It's dark. It's absence of color. Yeah. Xenomorph in space. This is the only yeah. thing that mentions space. This is star... It's, it's light. It's Star Fox in space. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Absent of light, it's space. He, it's what you see in his spaceship. Yeah. when he looks out into the nothingness. You got his little tan face for, in the head, and then <laughs> the the sky, <laughs> the black <laughs> absence of in space. Yeah, it'd have to be. That's that's it. Uh, that's about as close as we're gonna get. But smelling, do you, we can waft it now because we split this can. Oh, we did. And it's American stout, so it's probably not gonna have a much flavor. Sm- smell. Right. Anyways. I do smell some kind of robust, ro- like robust coffee a little bit. Yeah. Um, it did mention like chocolatiness, but I don't, I don't know about that. Just, Roast, dark roasted coffee was in the tri- uh, the description. So yeah, it's like you're, you're like, you're smelling a, like a thing of cold brew coffee. Yeah, essentially. No, and then just the coffee or the chocolate notes that naturally come with coffee is like the only coffee flavors I would smell, but right. we'll see if they come through in the. On the palate, does it taste kind of fruity? A little bit. It it also tastes like like an unripe like coffee bean or, oh, or yeah. some kind of like plant like things. It doesn't taste quite like coffee to me. I don't say age of can, but it's an it, older beer. I don't know. It just doesn't sound. It's just a taste. It doesn't finished stouty. Yeah, I do get chocolate notes, but I feel like it's like a chocolate covered cherry or something. Yeah, that I'm really there's a little bit. There's like a, a berry cherry mm-hmm. kind of accent to it. Not, it's not prominent. You really have right. to look for it, but there's just like a fruity accent to it. I have like eating a green banana like yeah. feel to it. Like it's it's like a fresh flavor that I'm tasting. It's, it's definitely unique. I'm not sure it's. Described as an American stout, I'm not sure how that is different from like a traditional stout that we're normally tasting. Right. And what makes stand, American stand out? They got the malts from America. <laughs> okay, cool. There's like a the back end has like chocolate notes. That's mm-hmm. where that comes in. I don't taste coffee at all. Yeah, 
but coffee is like a berry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. maybe that's the fruit I'm getting. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> but it's supposed to be like predominant. Like it's supposed to be mm-hmm. like a coffee stout, essentially. Yeah. Maybe earthy, you know, the earthy hop finish is what I'm tasting. I don't mm-hmm. know. Um, oh, yeah. The hops also bring like a tropical, maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Depending on what hops they used, it could be like citra or something that is giving us a fresher flavor. It's it's something. It's interesting. I'm not hating it. I just think it's unique. Yeah, right. We'll see what our friends say on Untapped, but uh, the average is three seventy six or three point seven six with one hundred and forty one ratings. I know uh, Keith and Paul had it on the sh- or Pale had it on the show mm-hmm. a while ago, and then I got a can from Keith to try. Yeah, May of twenty twenty two. They had it on here. I have one other person, uh, Aaron B. Check this in. Uh, four best beer from there. The there being Junk Ditch Chocolate Roastiness, and then Keith has two check ins, and then Pale has a check in. So, do you want to read there? Like, do you want to do theirs or? Yeah, well, just to remind people, uh, I'll do these two Keiths, and you can do the Pale. The when they had it on the show, Keith said a good basic stout that's easy drinking and very roasty i love the roasty back in that lingers with a bit of the earthy hops that lingers a classic style with a that is delicious slight chocolate taste too i love a few variants of this great base beer and he gave it a 375 and i would agree it's like a nice little basic stout that you could really age and add different flavors to he also said Later in June that same year, enjoy eating this nice roasty beer on a Father's Day, complete with Bad Dad Koozie. That's before the it gets too roasty this week because it's about to be summer. Uh, yeah. And he, he gave it the same score though. Yeah, uh, Pale gave this a three point five. He said very smooth and roasty. The earthy hops are more present in the nose. Nothing too special. Drinks like a three or a four percent. Which I, I, I think I agree. It's like, it's not very boozy. I don't really, it, it's not. That's true. I think the hops very are more present than he is saying, though. Yeah, like, I definitely can it, taste it. But, I mean, this is six months later or something right. that we're, or more, that we're checking this in. So the profile can change. I'm not going to judge his chicken. I'm just thinking, like, now the hops are standing out a little bit more. It's a little bit, like, sweeter, a little hoppier than in the roasty coffee flavors not coming through as much. Which I would have expected. Right. For sure. Christian Dawson, 375, straight roasted malt, a little thin. It doesn't seem thin to me. I yeah, don't, I don't think I, so. It's full body. Uh, yeah. It just has a weird like taste to me. Michelle C, like very roast coffee. I don't know if it's how you can be like a very <laughs> roast. <laughs> Whatever. Or maybe she likes very roast. Oh, I maybe. Know. I don't know. That's not how it reads, though. She gave it a three and a half. Smidge smoky. Do you taste smoky? I think aftertaste. I do a, you get a like a little bit. bit of that roastiness to yeah. it, but it's not like overly smoky. Because we've had like those smoky mm-hmm. ones that are just like that's the main flavor. I tell you what, get a roast beer, my friend, and then you'd be like, <laughs> you'd be like, this is not smoky. This is delicious. Yeah. Brian T says great balance of flavor, dryness, and sweetness. Impressive, and he gave it a four and a half. Todd and Zavino, very dry and bitter. Not so. Sub- not sure if it's supposed to taste like this or not. Give it a three. Um, bode well, my friend. It's got like a bitter back end, but I wouldn't say those are the two things that come first to my mind, dry and bitter. Right. Pulling more of like a chocolate-covered pineapple or something. Yeah, there's it's a, there's a I don't know, it's weird. It's it's definitely odd. I wouldn't, tasting this without knowing it's an American stout, I wouldn't have assumed it was an American stout. Yeah. 
now that it's lingering in my mouth, like I could tell the chocolate's something. Yeah, there is some chocolate there. But I don't I can't tell if I like this right now. Yeah, it may have to be unrated just until we try it fresh. Yeah. Or fresher. I think it's a good as it is, but I don't know if this is what they were striving for when they made it or if this is just because it's a year old that it tastes like this. So I don't right. want to like judge it harshly or give it praise it too much if this isn't even what it's supposed to taste like because I'm enjoying it. It's right. just weird and unique, and that's what I like about it. Yeah, I think so. I I did check it in just so I have a check-in set aside yeah, for I'll it, check in for but sure. I definitely didn't rate it. Mm-hmm. I said I need it fresher. I need it fresher. I do like it, though. Uh, we are definitely coming up on a year of Keith having this one. So I like the flavor. Don't get me wrong. Everybody at home, don't get me wrong. I like the flavor. Yeah. Um, we're not tasting what these people are checking in and, yeah. and tasting it. So it's like, well, maybe we're just, we've aged it to a point where it's changed. Yeah. <laughs> Bad can, handoff, whatever. Maybe we'll go get it on tap or something or a fresh new can. I, I don't know. But it tastes like a... A green-ass banana when I buy into it. Like yeah, a chocolate-covered like green-ass banana. Yeah, it has like the... Whatever that flavor is when you bite into a green banana where it's not fully ripened, it's kind of grassier yeah, than like, a banana. Like is. an earthy plant. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm drinking like a plant, essentially. But it also has some like the chocolatey notes in the back end. That, right, yeah. <laughs> so it is like a chocolate... There's always money in the banana stand. Chocolate-covered <laughs> banana on a stick. <laughs> There's always chocolate in the banana stand. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely interesting. Uh, yeah. I don't... It's hard to really say. Yeah, don't hate it. I've had worse stouts. Yeah. And I could see how it could be a beer that you want to add different flavors to and uh, experiment with, which mm-hmm. I hope Junk Ditch does. Uh, that'll wrap that segment up. Let's move on yep. to Star Fox music. ba 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 this is the Horneria level theme um, from Smash uh, Asenius. This All is, right. This is like the iconic theme of the oh, game. Oh, yeah. The, this does get reused in Smash, so you'll have recommended from that. Yeah. Uh, Hajime uh, Hirasawa, the composer of the Super NES title Star Fox released worldwide in 1993 he left Nintendo immediately after the development of Star Fox and formed his own company Faith Incorporated that produced music on demand Hirasawa's involvement in Star Fox produced some of the most distinctive and memorable sounds in the series makes it a combination of orchestral rock and jazz styles Hirasawa did not compose another Star Fox game but he oversaw the rearrangement of the Space Armada theme for the Super Smash Bros. Brawl. I feel like that's was necessary. Yeah, I like that they did that. They brought back a lot of the composers to the Smash Brothers right. table to reproduce their iconic themes. Yeah, you gotta you gotta update it. Like this game was written on a, like a, a very small bit register, and we're putting this on the sixty four. We're putting this on the GameCube, like. We need to update the sound, and we want you to help us with, yeah. with that sound. I, I think that's very smart. This is Meteor, also from SNES. Okay. I like it. This is fun. Yeah, it definitely feels like there's 
you're in space, there's objects, meteors, whatever, have right. floating by you with a there's something like a shooting star or something. Yeah, and that that sound you have like the do do Yeah. Is very UFO y. Oh yeah, that is true. I, I didn't think about that. Yeah. Very alien esque. I don't know. It's just fun and kind of poppy. Yeah, it really gets you in a, like a dancing kind of mood. I'm I'm literally over here swaying. <laughs> you are kind of bopping. I, I like this quite a bit. This is fun. It's a really good soundtrack if you listen to the whole thing through. I yeah. got a, I got a couple more from this soundtrack that I'll go through quickly. This is Sector X and Sector Z, also from the SNES version. Again, just like, I don't know, I really enjoy the Super Nintendo, whatever chip they use to produce the music. That's like the... The music I grew up on that I really have some nostalgia for, and I just like that. I didn't play this game on Super Nintendo, so I don't really have any connection to it, but just like that sound chip, I really enjoy it. Yeah, I think my first was uh, the N64 version. Yeah. But listening to it right now, like I'm enjoying this few songs right now. They've played. I like this soundtrack more than I like the Metroid soundtrack <laughs> yeah. for the NES and the Super NES. Like, and Metroid is a completely different animal where it, the music is very just toned down, and this is like more action oriented because Metroid is an exploration game, and this is like an action fighting game. This is Titania, also from the SNES version. I'm just going through these quickly to get us to the. 64 era, but just like they're all s- s- different, mm-hmm. but they're all very good. Yeah, I'm enjoying. <laughs> I have no words. I mean, I'm enjoying this quite a bit. It's kind of a Prince of Persia feel for this one. Yeah, it's not. It doesn't. Isn't. Not as spacey as the previous ones. Yeah, I wonder what what the stage is, or you know, what the setting yeah. is. This one seems Middle Eastern. And some of these songs will come back in later games. Like Corneria mm-hmm. definitely is a level in every Star Fox game, so we'll hear different versions of that. We're still on the SNES. This is Fortuna, which is more like SimCity feeling. (laughs) The image that comes up is almost like Earth. Oh, yeah. Like the planet that... Because these are all different planets and that you fly through. That seems very familiar. Have you played Toe Jam and Earl? Maybe, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of what it reminds you of. Yeah, it's very familiar. Because that game is really jazzy, but it's also yeah. sp- spacey because they're like alien creatures. This reminds me of like the Biker Mice from Mars. Yeah. You know, the racing game, too. Very jazzy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
or that Streets of Rage also had a very like yeah, jazzy poppy. for some of it before it went to like full rock. Yeah. Anything on Super Nintendo? This again, Super Nintendo like sounds just <laughs> superb. This is out of this dimension. So yeah, we're still on Super Nintendo. Yeah. Kind of sounds like circusy yeah. carnival. This, wow, yeah. this sounds, I don't know, it, it, it's definitely familiar, but it's also kind of tinted. I get, I get like, you, you in the background you hear like the, bloop, 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 and then you have other things, like, doo-doo, 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 doo-doo. it's like a ballet. Yeah, yeah. So it's like very Tetrisy. That is true. I have a very Tetris vibe going on right now. Boom, boom, yeah, it's a nutcracker almost. Yeah, <laughs> I like this quite a bit. It's so weird. It is a mental mind, like, like uh, I would say disarrangement. And that's the image we get. It's like oh, yeah. amoebas almost. Yeah. <laughs> Out of this dimension definitely makes sense. And then finally. Oh, nope. We got one more after this. But this is the Andros. Andros is our boss from the game. He, this is like the boss music. So you would expect action, intense battle music. Yeah. Fighting the final boss. Yeah. This this has the, the final boss like vibe, but I don't necessarily feel like my heart is increasing, my heart rate's increasing at all. It doesn't get me in that must fight mentality other than the way the music it's is just going. like, yes. Staccato or whatever. It's yeah, like. I, I think the rest of the music that we've heard so far has like the same RPMs that yeah. makes it like I gotta do this, I gotta do this but this doesn't remind me of like, hey, this is a boss I gotta like ramp up for it. This is the closing credits for the okay. SNES game, which should be familiar oh, for yeah. any Smash Bros. players. Yep, this is definitely, yeah. You, you win. Yep. Star Fox or Wolf. Falco. One, yeah, yeah, you won, yeah. The song kind of plays, yeah. And it does, it kind of reminds me of like, the closing credits of A Link to the Past or something. Yeah. Like, it's just triumphant. comments james jarvis says i just got nostalgia goosebumps really good song let's go on to the n64 and see how it evolves so i mean it's a better better sound chip <laughs> Uh, though Hiroshua was not involved in composing the music for Star Fox 2, composers Kozu... I'd skip Star Fox 2 because it wasn't released in America until recently. Composers Kozu Ishiwaka and Yomika Kanki used many of the same styles. Hoshawa 
Hiroshawa you had used to give the game's music a familiar feel. I feel like this song is in the original Smash Brothers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It also has like that a link to the past vibe. Yeah. Ocarina of Time, almost. Yeah. And then we've got an updated Corneria. Hirisawa composition style was mostly abandoned for the music for Star Fox 64, composed by Hajimi Wakai in Koji Kondo. Uh, We've mentioned him on every episode of D-Ghost. Pretty much, yeah. (laughs) Most Star Fox series games since then have had greater use of their styles instead of Hirasawa's. This is the theme that I'm very more familiar with. Yeah. Sticking with Star Fox 64, this is Meteor. Kind of try to pick the same themes, but in different games. You could tell this is 64. It gives me like the Mario 64 vibes too, or Ocarina, like... That same instrument. That sounded like in Super Mario 3 when you have that wrecked Tanuki suit on and you start running and it goes. Ficina and sex, sex, Sector Z, not Sexter. Sexting Z! Hajime Wakai is one of the various composers on the music in the Star Fox series. His first composition was for Star Fox 64, where he handled the in-game level and boss themes. Wakai's incidental uh, let motifs created for Star Fox 64 have since have become a staple of musical tunes throughout the Star Fox games that followed, including the Star Fox team's let motif. He's given special thanks during the end credits of the Star Fox Adventures. I don't have any music from Star Fox Adventures on here. It's a completely unique game of its own because it's more of an adventure game and you're not really in your air wing too much so it's got a whole different tone to it but i did enjoy that game but i might be the only one that did (laughs) i've never i've never heard of it it's yeah it's it was designed by rare of course uh this is sector y in solar um as a separate game it wasn't a star fox game it was just like a dinosaur adventures game Mm. on the n64 and then it got canceled or whatever, and then picked up on GameCube, 
and they reskinned it as a Star Fox game because there was like a weird cat-looking character that kind of looked like Star Fox in the original N64 version. They reskinned it, put Star Fox in there, and then made it a Star Fox game. But it's more of a Zelda game because it's like an action adventure right. game where you're not flying in planes; you're like solving puzzles and collecting things. So I liked it because I like Zelda, but it's not a Star Fox game. <laughs> Yeah, it's very similar to how Star Fox even started because Star Fox, the game, initially wasn't even a Star Fox game either. Yeah, it was just like a like plane. a plane simulating like game with like polygons and squares and triangles. Uh, and so, and then they just smacked Star Fox on it just to make it you know sell. So. Yeah, it had to put a mascot on it because that's what was selling for Nintendo. Yeah. This is Titania and Macbeth. We're still on N64. Not all that I expected for the the sound. Yeah, not much difference between each song. Like, the Super Nintendo had more of a different tone for each level, where this is kind of similar. More like kind of marching forward music. Yeah, it's like we have the underlying theme, and then there's something that sets it apart, but it's not like crazy here we go this is venom tunnels this one's a little bit more intense than yeah, the rest it's a little bit different too yeah i feel like i'm marching forward still yeah it's still got the like this st- that drum beat in the background like every song has had of course you didn't have that in the and yeah you, know, you, super nice because <laughs> you didn't could. have the option And then that's kind of the whole thing. <laughs> and now we're on to Andros. This is, again, the final boss. Yeah, I was going to say. This is definitely boss vibes. <laughs> it's like the other one was like, here's the cave before you fight the yeah. boss, and then here you go with the boss. That intense, like, bugle that announces the arrival of the boss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some explosions. Yeah. <laughs> This is really good. Yeah, but it's very dumbed down. Like, it's, yeah. this doesn't hype me up for a boss fight. I picture like Godzilla like walking into frame or something. Yeah, right. It should be faster for a space travel game. Yeah, like I'm not crawling through space in my spaceship. Let's go to the end credits. Very Ocarina of Time end credits. Yeah, yeah. It's also very uh, end throne scene Star Wars too. Yes. At the end of New Hope, or mm-hmm. like the metal award, ceremony. Yeah. <laughs> you get an award for defeating the Death Star. You know, like here you everyone go. gets one, but Slippy. Because Chewbacca didn't get one. <laughs> oh no, everyone but Slippy. You're just a stupid toad. You're, you just, what do you think? You can be a pilot, you stupid toad. <laughs> oh, poor toad. Slippy. Slippy buddy. But I can see how this is the end credits. It's more uplifting. Yeah. And like, you succeeded in your yep. mission. Everything's it's happy a f- now. Final Fantasy vibe right there. Oh yeah, yeah. With the that that flute or that that. Uh, <laughs> 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 
We did a Final Fantasy episode. Was that on here or was that on Drinking Geek? It was. It was on Drinking Geek Out. I think. Yeah. It was. Yeah. It was, I'm gonna repost that next. Then. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to look into that one. Yeah. Because I've been reposting them as I think about it, mm-hmm. and now that you mention it, that one's gonna get reposted. Yep. All right. I also left off like the 3DS games and like the handheld games because that sound chip is not as good, and I yeah. usually have those muted because I don't want them playing in public while I'm yeah like, you're on a handheld for yeah. a reason and I think that they're going to be just very similar to what these are already yeah, just lesser so quality yeah I'm moving on to this is Star Fox Assault alright from the Wii era I believe I can totally tell it Game, is oh maybe it's GameCube I don't know very jazzy yeah. very definitely now we've got full orchestra involved Much more like poppy, but this is just the title screen. Oh, it's repeating already. Let's go to Corneria once again. Mm hmm. The song is probably from Smash Brothers New Land. Sounds like it. Sounds updated. When you're fighting on that spaceship level. Star Fox level. It's becoming more Star Trek-y. Mm-hmm. Just with the use of horns and stuff. This is Asteroid Belt. Pretty similar, but less dancey, more like intense. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have been able to tell the difference between yeah. the two if you hadn't said anything. It really has a theme that runs through the game. Yeah. Then let's move very on. cinematic. Yeah. Final boss. Just skip straight there. The Queen's Core. So Andros must not be in this one. This one I never played. I, I feel like it didn't get great reviews, so. Yeah. It's a little bit of an uptick in the tempo. Yeah, it's more intense battle music. Definitely feels like it's a boss fight. Yeah. Versus the other ones, this one also feels more triumphant. Yeah, like before you, got that. you even fight this. Boss. It feels like you're winning. Yeah. But I like how they got that full orchestra behind you that supporting you. Yeah, this is like this belongs in the credits. Oh, speaking of credits. 
Now we will beat the boss and the staff credits are rolling. It's the same song. <laughs> yeah, it's just there's more like there's more higher horns notes to it, yeah, or yeah. whatever. So it's like now we won. It's it continues the theme, but no more drama. Right. It also brings like the Canaria theme back from the first track we played. Or second track, whatever. But when I think of like in-game, like staff credit music, this this fits that like it's just like calming, like exciting, like you feel accomplished when you listen to it. Mm-hmm. You just like set the controller down. Yeah, and you're yeah, like, ah, oh, this like, is wonderful basking in your glory exactly but it doesn't sound quite like like the normal like championing yeah. or like award ceremony it's it's relaxing yeah it's more like okay now you can go home and rest <laughs> right yeah. rather than go to a big exciting party and accelerate it just fits with the the normal vibe of movie like the cinematic mm-hmm. thing that I, I noticed the past couple yeah, songs yeah, yeah. because in your movies you don't have like a awarding championing type of credit you have something that fits the mood of the, the movie and then it just kind of like it's peaceful as you scroll this part right here is like the you just wanted Smash Brothers yeah so I like that that carries through Exactly, just right here. (laughs) Very familiar. I just love that part of the video game soundtracks where they call back to earlier sounds. Mario and Zelda, Koji Kondo, pretty much anything he does, does that. All right, let's move on to Star Fox Zero. The title theme. Almost Galaxy Quest. Yeah, <laughs> I was thinking like Hans Zimmery, John Williamsy. Like this is like Indiana Jones. Yeah, just Again. a little spacey. What's his name? David Newman. Yeah, he did the Galaxy Quest theme and a bunch of other scores. Yep. Hiroshi Yamaguchi is a chief composer and composer team lead at Platinum Games. If I'm not mistaken, Platinum Games also did Raid Shadow Legends, like that mobile game. Yeah, they've done a ton of stuff. Yeah. But oh, this is the Corneria. Ah, uh, good version. Uh, he started the Clover Studio on July 1st, 2004, later moved to Seeds on August 1st, 2006. Since February 2nd, 2007, he has been fully employed at Platinum Games, where he is the lead composer of Bayonetta, The Wonderful 101, and Star Fox Zero, among other titles. You blame him for Bayonetta, that slut. <laughs> I don't think he created her. Nope. He just made the music memorable that they're going to want to use her in Star Fo- or uh, Smash Bros. I do want to play those games. I like her, like... I don't know, her 
guns and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like her, the, I don't know, whatever vibe she's putting off is interesting to me. Yeah, I don't know. Shouldn't judge, I should probably just play the games first. Just because her boobs are hanging out. Yeah. And now we're back to Asteroid Belt. This definitely has like a something's happening vibe to it yeah. as well. I like this. Like you have to do something because something's happening. Bum, bum, and it's also bum. kind of a just updated version of an earlier song that right. we've heard. Uh, the the brass. Yeah. Just seems intense, like mm -hmm. avoiding the asteroids or something that yep. you must be doing in this level. But it's also still had Nintendo, so it's fun and up, like yeah, not too dramatic. Right. Yeah. That's that's a problem that you know we face sometimes when we try to get more of like a dramatic theme. You have these people that just do like straight up composing. Yeah. Like it's dark and whatever, <laughs> and then you have Nintendo. That's everything is just so like. It's still like a cartoon fox in space, so it's got to be fun. <laughs> then, I guess I didn't have the boss music for this game. I never played this game, but here's the staff credits. Oh, nice. Maybe there's no boss. I don't know. Or maybe it just wasn't good, so I, yeah. <laughs> I cut it from <laughs> this episode. Yeah. So far, all the music has been really entertaining. Yeah, really like, this whole playlist is pretty... Like just put it on in the background and enjoy, but yeah. I enjoy the Super Nintendo one the best. I think so too. Just I don't know, just because I like that sound. Maybe yep. if you didn't grow up with Super Nintendo, you wouldn't have no reason to listen to that. A big fan of the sound too. Yeah, big just because that's kind of our first system yeah. in a way. That's the thing we grew up on, so yeah. it calls to us more than right. And I don't think it has anything to do with nostalgia as much as it, like, just what we enjoy when it comes to video games. Yeah. So, like, I, I like I that, like that style of graphics, too. Like, yeah. just like that pixel art, but it's, like, it's more it's, crisp. Yeah, exactly. Pistol. It's cartoon enough. Yeah. I don't like playing games where it seems real. Like, I'm, I'm watching somebody play baseball or football, yeah. and I can't tell if it's real or not. I don't know. Just something more, a little yeah. bit more fun about it. Uh... I've got two more songs here. This okay. just to, like spin-off song in a way. This is from Starlink Battle Atlas. We Wait. just drank that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, it's the Corneria theme. Oh yeah, it is. Uh, so Starlink is a game that's available in all systems, but if you buy it on Nintendo Switch. Star Fox is a playable character. Oh, he has yeah. his own little unique planet system that you can explore. And it's got a few songs that are unique to him. You get like uh, F-Zero vibes from this. Yeah. It's like a racer game almost. Just from the music, I have no idea what this I game is. I wonder if there's any relation to the composers or anything. Uh, it's a pretty fun game because I do own, actually own this one on the Switch. I got it for like 10 bucks but it's one of those games where you like collect different parts and like scan them into your system to upgrade oh, yeah. the stuff in the game which I never bothered with any of that but I just played like the Star Fox levels and enjoyed flying around and doing missions but I think this 
the upgraded songs are also really good. Like fast paced and yeah, for sure. I mean, it definitely gives me the F Zero vibes. Like yeah. when we did F Zero music. Yeah, like, yeah, that shit is like because that game is even faster than this, and that's just like cars. <laughs> yeah, this is like spaceships and flying to different planets. You would think yeah. it would be a little bit more, but yeah, it definitely gives me the racy vibes. I like it. And then to close it out, I've got the Corneria. On Smash Bros? On Smash Bros. Let's go! This is uh, Smash Bros. Ultimate. Also. Yeah. It's, it's on, like, yeah, it's on Melee, it's on... It's on the original. Brawl, yeah. But this is the most recent version. Just to close out the episode with this, I figured we do that a lot. We do, yeah. We like the Smash Bros. one. All right, if you like this episode and you want to check out more of us, feel free to you know listen to whatever episode you want. But we're mainly on Drinking Geek Out. All right, so you can find us on the social media at Drinking Geek Out pretty much anywhere. TikTok, Twitter, Instagram. Mainly just Instagram. We do the other things, but whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, website, drinkinggeekout.com. It's where we have a blog, kind of. Uh, our SRMs, IVUs, all that stuff. Podcast subscription links are on there. You can write, review, subscribe to our websites here, uh, Drink OST, and then Drink, Drink and Geek Out, uh, podcasts, everything is available there. You can do that. Uh, we do a thread list. We have a Public and a Patreon. So the websites are the following, drinkandgeekout.threadless.com, which is where you can find the majority of our t-shirts yes. because we don't have any copyright strikes there. Uh, Public is tpublic.com slash store slash drinkin hyphen geekout. They have limited selection because they're fuckholes, but they allow us to be on their site. Yeah, so. and they're a little bit higher quality t-shirt. Yeah. And they have different sales on each, so you can go on to each other's, which you yeah. ever site and get the best price. Right. And then we also have the Patreon, patreon.com slash out, which if you want to supply us with money to buy beer, it'd be perfect. If not, who cares? There's man. a few bonus things like uh, Geek of Th- Thrones and a couple yeah. other bonus we don't up add a lot of content there, but just a way to throw us a couple extra bucks. I mean, we would if we had more people doing yeah. it, I think. I think we'd be a little bit more incentivized for if, doing this if, stuff. If someone signed up to it, we would put something up there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a catch-22. Yeah. You you guys don't subscribe to our Patreon because so we, we don't, don't put a whole lot of stuff on there. But we don't put a whole lot of stuff on there because you're not subscribed to it. So what's going to happen first, right? Yeah. <laughs> But that's going to do it for this episode. Thank you all for listening. Hopefully you stay tuned. We'll, we have more fun music content coming. Yeah, absolutely. Once we get around to recording it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. We tried to do a theme per month, and we'll try to see if we stick to that one. It'll be fun. All right. Until next time, game, game over, over and, and out. out.